1: Submit your faith story or prayer request today at
2: Jennifer-Jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. I'm so glad that you are listening to Simply for Women today because I have Denise Miller here with us. She is the director of the ministry Disarming Love. It's a ministry to the families of inmates. What a wonderful, wonderful amount of love that you have in your heart, Denise. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer,
2: for having me. It's such a privilege. It was great meeting you this year and hearing your story. I know my mom also enjoyed talking to you, getting to know you, and you just have this heart that bursts forth <laughs> for inmates and for their families especially. But before we go into that today, just tell us a little bit about your life. Tell us how you came to know the Lord. We want to hear your testimony. Well,
1: I was. Blessed to be raised in the church, but I was um, raised i was raised with my mother taking us to church. Mm-hmm. My father would never attend. Um, so even though they were married for 56 years, my father never would go to church with her um, for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. But mom was very faithful and teaching us about Jesus and his incredible love for us. And so I gave my life to Christ at a pretty young age hate to admit it, but in my teen years, I had a little bit of a prodigal stage mm-hmm. that lasted probably about 10 years, and I um, just kind of walked, walked away from everything I knew and was a bit, you know, rebellious and stubborn, and I can make my own decisions for my life, and I married somebody that was not a believer, and it was a very... Um, verbally emotional abusive relationship. Mm. And we were married wow. for nine years and when that ended, the first thing I wanted to do was go back to church. I mm. knew I wanted to be back at church. Yeah. He didn't ever want me to go to church and God was just calling me back. He'd never let go. <laughs> he never let go of me and he was right there and he's like, Yeah, come back to me And so I rededicated my life to Christ when I was about twenty eight and, um, been following him ever since.
2: How did that make you feel when you were going through that? Were these were just hurtful words? Um, they, I,
1: I, get, I certainly didn't have much belief in myself. Um, mm-hmm. there was a lot of gaslighting. And so I doubted my own sanity at times and, um, it was really hard. I I covered a lot of abuse as a child at elementary school. and school, I was bullied severely. I had mm. a severe speech impediment. If you can believe that. And I had a crooked eye. I had glasses strapped to my face at a year old and had these horribly thick glasses I had to wear all through school. Mm. And um, so I was I was um, very used to a lot of verbal abuse from all my classmates and all the years of being bullied for my speech impediment and for my eye condition. So at the time when I met him, I didn't realize, you know, sure. all the red flags that were there because he was just treating me the same way so many other people had treated me. Uh-huh. So anyways, um, God helped me see that that was not a healthy situation and, um, I desperately wanted to save the marriage, but he refused to go to any type of counseling with me, unless he could, unless he could use it to abuse me. verbally <laughs> abuse me during the session. So, how did yeah. you, how so did you overcome the Didn't, um, that didn't
2: in, Wow, I'm so sorry that happened. But I was just wondering. Uh, so that was so. Then you ended that marriage at 28, and how did you overcome the speech impediment?
1: I was in speech therapy from the age of four to the age of 14.
2: Mm.
1: So my parents started being in speech therapy at the um, Easter Fields. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my earliest memories was going to speech at Easter Fields. And then when I got into public school, they continued it all through my school years. Um, they would always pull me out of art. I'm, I'm a horrible artist. <laughs> because I never got to go to a single art class, (laughs) Mm. because they always pulled me out of art.
2: Because that was Um, optional or something, and it would have been a favorite class.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I know, I know. It couldn't have been, like, science or something. But, um, (laughs) yeah, so I went through 10 10 years Mm. of pretty intense speech therapy. Well, your speech sounds awesome. There were a lot of different sounds I had to work on, and one sound alone I was stuck on for four
2: years. (laughs) Wow, you are such an overcomer. I mean, you've overcome so much. That's incredible. Yeah.
1: Yes. There's, yeah. There's been a few things there. So, God has been really good and gracious to me. I'm just so thankful for my wonderful mother that, you know, always shined the light like Jesus and, um. Told us about Him and her adoration of Jesus was always always evident.
2: Oh, that's beautiful. Do you think that? The your marriage and the speech impediment, the bullying, did those things attribute to your heart of compassion? You have so much compassion, Denise.
1: I think it did. I think God gave me a wonderful blessing and that He has really guarded my heart against bitterness. Hmm. And I'm not sure how I was blessed with that because many people could come out of situations very better. Sure. And instead of coming out better, I came out, I think, very compassionate. Um, I don't do that at people who drive crazy on the road. I'm like, oh, <laughs> they're having a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> That's For awesome. The most part. Every now and then I'll be like, really? But, okay, God, I got a person up. Hmm. But I'm always trying to think of what the other person needed to put myself in the other person's shoes. And that's just what a gift from God. It really has. Um, maybe because I was the other child, I was that one that was being bullied or picked on so or because I was the one that was being, you know, underappreciated. I'm not sure, but it could have went both ways. <laughs> and I'm just really, really thankful that God has given me that gift of guarding my heart against bitterness and just having compassion instead.
2: Well, it, it shows, and you're such a lovely, beautiful person. And I think God is using this compassion to reach inmates. Tell us about your ministry, Disarming Love.
1: Disarming Love, um, I started Disarming Love last year after God um, very clearly gave me some guidance to leave my um, folk, uh, my, my government position. I worked for the um, government for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I had been praying about whether I was supposed to leave that and do something else for about 13 years. And I needed it to be as clear as that. I could not have any doubt in my mind whatsoever to God's answer. And That's good. he made it as clear as it could be. And I took it to my husband. And my husband was like, you're right, that's very clear. How are we going to do that? Because I I carried all the benefits, all the health benefits. It was a great paying government job. Sure. So, anyways, we took that, and in prayer, we started working towards being able to, me be able to resign from my position. But we didn't know what God was going to have me do. And about three months into the process of us trying to downsize our home, um, do everything we could so that financially I could leave without it being like a bomb going off in our life. Um, God directed me to a book that I happened to pick up at a garage sale. Hmm. It was like 25 cents, saw it laying on the table. I'm like, oh, and it was endorsed by Henry Barclay who wrote Experiencing God. Yeah. And I knew that Bible study, and I knew him. And he had something on it saying what a great book it was on him. And I'm like, oh, I'll pick that up for a quarter, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll read it sometime. And it ended up being the story of Carla F.A. Tucker, who was the first female inmate to be um, put to death in Texas in over 100 years. Wow. It happened in the late 1990s that she was um, facing this execution date. And I don't remember it. I must have been in my own world back then. But I guess it was all over all the news channels, CNN, people from all over the world were trying to get them to somehow stop this execution. But the story was very heartbreaking, eye-opening. Um, and definitely life changes.
2: Yes. Denise, I have about one minute. So, um, I just wanted to give you that one minute warning.
1: Okay. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Anyways. Um, but that's what God used to show me, um, in that book, they mentioned something called a hospitality house, which is where people stay when they come into town to visit inmates in prison. And I thought, oh, that's a fantastic idea. That's so cool. I didn't know they had those. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. what if they have one of those here in our county? I was like, sure, I'm sure they do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then when I got to looking at it, there's only about 10 of them in the whole country.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, Denise, I think that's incredible. A hospitality house, a ministry to the families of inmates and your love and your compassion just overflows it shines through i'm so impressed i'm so blessed by your life and your ministry and your love for the lord thank you for being on the show today i'm jennifer jackson and you have been listening to simply for women if you want to know more about the show do me a favor and go to jennifer-jackson.org thank you for listening